16. Duck for traps. The duck had found her core room. Delta watched as the bird eyed her core. There was a lot about this duck that had Delta a little worried. For one, it had almost zero reaction to Fran or Bacon, other than more angry quacking. So now Delta had no clue what the duck was going to do. Some ancient duck ritual to drain her of mana? Delta hoped not. She didn't need for this duck to turn out to be some evil demon. The duck quacked once. Delta blinked at the menu. Summon duck. 3,981 would like to form a contract. A maximum of three contracts can be formed until a new level is formed. Current contracts, two of three. Delta eyed the yes button and at the waiting duck. Quiss and Ruli hadn't spoken about contracted monsters or what was okay to accept. But Quiss had summoned this duck himself. How bad could it be? Delta frowned. The contracted monsters seemed like godsends, but there didn't seem to be any downside to them as far as Delta could puzzle out. Except for the expensive resurrection cost, of course. Menu, what bad things could contracted monsters bring? Delta asked aloud, and the menu hummed into existence. Contracted monsters. By forming a contract with a dungeon, the monster gains power from the contract that the dungeon cannot control. Contracted monsters also can leave the dungeon and take a tiny portion of power with them. Contracted monsters need a huge amount of DP to respawn and do not have to follow orders. The dungeon core cannot force the monster to break the contract while it is alive. Costs a lot, doesn't need to listen to her, and Delta can't force it to leave until it gets beaten by adventurers. Yeah, Delta could see how that could be a problem if she invited the wrong thing into her dungeon. Um, sure, welcome to the dungeon. Delta hit the button as she saw it. The duck glowed and changed. Delta watched as its brownish feathers turned pitch black, and it shook itself once. Quack! The duck seemed happier? Delta watched it waddle off as her menu dinged again. Dark Drake. A simple drake with simple needs. Due to ambient magic power left on its feathers, this duck can now curse people to have a bad time if they annoy it. That raised questions on its own. What curse? What exactly made up a bad time? Delta didn't know and hoped no one was stupid enough to try. Still, now she had a duck, and she knew exactly where it was heading. Not outside, sadly. Delta had a feeling this duck marched to the beat of its own drum. The pond seemed to fit the dark drake just fine and Delta quickly hollowed out a little edge near the back of the pond so the duck could nest there, or something. She wanted to improve the pond even more now, but Delta inhaled and reminded herself that she had an empty room before the goblin camp. Delta couldn't just have empty space doing nothing. Floating back, she eyed the space and remembered what Quiss had said offhanded. If they live beyond that door... It's a bit weird they don't guard this one. That was true, and Delta felt giddy as she lowered the floor, but only about half the room. 
The forming slope felt off, so she flattened the side where people would enter. Delta looked up to the entrance that was somewhere about eight feet off the ground. Can I lower the entrance? She asked, and her handy menu responded. Lowering dungeon beyond this point to the entrance will require 15 mana. Do you wish to lower the dungeon? Entrance will not change location. Delta hesitated, then agreed. She stumbled as the dungeon shook. Her mental map not changing so much, but her awareness felt like it had gained new depths. As the first half of her dungeon lowered itself down to put everything beyond this room on a higher elevation. The tunnel connection sank down until it was now on even ground with the lowest part of the room. Step one, done, Delta nodded, and turned to the top of the hill where the exit awaited the people who entered. Menu, give me the mana cost for wooden goblin watchtowers, Delta requested, and she mentally winced at the cost. Wobbly wooden children's tower, a tower that is more suited for children playing than any real defense. The slightly sharpened stakes at the top might hurt a little. Need proper research and spending to have real goblin defenses. Ten mana. Each tower did reach about seven feet, which might explain the cost. And when added to the hill elevation... They were pretty good towers for her gobs. It wasn't complicated, and Delta could replace them in a pinch. Delta knew it wouldn't take long for people to just rush up the hill and do battle there, so she also needed a method to slow down the advancing party. Making sure her new friends, Waddles, the Dark Drake, was fine, she hit yes in the menu to confirm the name was fine. Delta opened her menu and considered her options. There was something she could purchase to help this room be somewhat challenging. Sticky floor panel. A square panel that is about three by three feet. The magic in this trap makes those who step on it stick to the surface, as if it was honey. Delta hummed and then purchased it. More traps for the dungeon. More annoyance for the adventurers. The actual mana cost was only per trap, which was good, because Delta was running a bit low at 18 mana. Her menu buzzed and Delta eyed the trap purchase menu with surprise as a new trap appeared. Slide trap, unlocked due to having sticky trap and ink. Slide trap, a surface becomes slick with a substance that makes those who step on it lose their footing and, if on a hill, slide down. A dungeon may find this handy if rooms had hills. 10 DP Menu, you beautiful piece of fudge, Delta grinned, and the menu did a little jiggle before fading. Delta eyed the room and saw how she would place three sticky traps along the hill and three slide traps above them. Not too close. Maybe a pitfall at the bottom if they managed to avoid the sticky trap? Yes! Delta could see how merely climbing the hill would be a problem for people and added hob or gob with their new stone ammunition. Delta felt evil at her non-lethal room. Well, unless a rock took out someone's eye, then it would be somewhat dangerous. But Delta could only do so much with her limitations. 
It wasn't her fault if someone stared at the goblins throwing rocks or didn't bother to wear helmets. There was no guilt at all. Since she had no guilt about something that may happen, Delta quietly asked the menu about making eye patches as rewards for beating the room, or something similar. Add a second floor to the dungeon. 200 DP. This had been a thing Delta had tried not to look at too hard. When she finished the boss room. It was an option she wasn't willing to consider until her first floor had some beef to it. Even then, the idea hadn't been solid until Ruli and Quiss's visit. What would she do with the second floor? Delta at the time could only imagine more death and blood, but now, thinking of all that space where she could challenge people, invite people to harvest nice materials or just relax in some safe room as they fished, napped, bed on chicken races or something. The problem was that as Delta became more competent at her menu ability, the more things that she found she wanted to mess around with on the first floor that required DP. Delta felt the familiar annoyance at time and resource management. Delta loved it, but she was impatient. Back in the good old days, she would cheat in money so she could build. Then, when trophies became a thing and achievements that dictated she needed to play fair, Delta knuckled down and got to work. Another floor, even with the bare bones, offered more space for people to explore, more things for people to spend time on. Sure, she didn't get DP from people just wandering about, but if they dropped items, or if they made tributes on top of her goblins collecting things, then she would have ample time to collect things and build her DP. What she needed now was, well, the one thing she was dreading, adventurers. Delta could be the innocent pure dungeon all she wanted, but without some form of traffic, Delta was stuck eating mushrooms and rocks. Until she got more mana, she decided not to buy the traps for her fort room, Instead, Delta wanted to get something done to cement her opinion on this whole dungeon is a murder house thing. So she moved to her entrance and stared at two bare walls that only had torches flickering on them. Menu, I want to make a signpost and put it on the wall, Delta requested, and the menu appeared. Shoddy signpost, added to the menu, two mana for ten words. Delta felt like that was a bargain and purchased two, one for each one. Would you like to add text to the signposts? Delta smiled and hit yes. She only needed ten or so. For a time to come, all those who would enter the Durance Dungeon of Mushrooms and Pacifism would encounter these two signs. The quality and material would change over time, but the words mostly remained the same. To one's left, the board read as follows. Those who enter, please say forfeit to leave dungeon alive. This was perhaps the most controversial thing a dungeon had ever allowed. A death was a gift to a dungeon. For one, it allowed such sweet power to slip away. Their soul must truly be pure, or hiding a dark, dangerous agenda. People would discuss this matter for years. The second board was shorter, 
and below it had a simple box. Please leave donations so I may grow and become helpful. This was the dungeon's answer to sparing life. To enter this dungeon, one may part with the fluff in one's pockets or the holy object of destiny. All was welcome. Those who stole from this box would be remembered, often hunted down by the unofficial guardian. Maybe the most famous thing about these signboards was despite how often one scoffed at them, the earnest tone never faded. But first, before any of that became important, there was spiders. There was lots of spiders.